welcome to the Become Podcast from the Salvation Army Croc Center in Grand Rapids, Michigan. This is the place where you'll get to know some of the Croc Center leadership, maybe meet some new people, and most importantly, hear how God can help us grow to be the community center and people he wants us to become. Now here's your host, Lieutenant Taylor Bruto. Hey, Croc Center. Welcome back to the Become Podcast. There is just nothing better than hearing someone's story and how they live their lives and why they live them the way that they choose. And so this month on the podcast, we have Dr. Katrina Rukas, and uh, she is a person who lives missionally, and she and her family um, just love God, and they want to love their neighbors well. They want to be in community, and they um, come here, and they're members at the Croc Center, and they help uh, us here at the Croc Center to share the love of Jesus by providing life-changing experiences. So I hope you enjoy hearing about one of our members. Hi, I'm Brent Wilcoxon, Director of Business at the Grand Rapids Croc Center. I've been a Kids Hope mentor for nearly five years, and I've been privileged to be paired with my current student for four of those years, starting when he was a kindergartner. I began mentoring with the idea that it was critical to demonstrate care and concern and to help my student realize he is important, unique, and loved. I also believed it was important to encourage him to think bigger thoughts and to expand his horizons. In addition, I knew that any additional positive involvement in his life could only aid in his academic, social, and spiritual growth. What I didn't know when I started is the impact it would have on me. Really understanding struggles and pressures that I only knew about intellectually is helping me expand outside my small sphere to better engage and relate to people different from me. Having an opportunity to, in some small way, positively impact his life is, for me, a life changer. Hello, podcast listeners. We are so excited to be back. It's a cold, rainy, dreary February uh, afternoon, and uh, the Crack Center is, uh, lots of people are coming in, getting their workouts done, and um, I think it's a great place to be on a rainy um, afternoon. Actually, it's still morning. Oh, it's, it's like the never-ending morning. Um, but I'm so excited because we I have Dr. Katrina Rukas on our podcast. And she's shaking her head saying no, I think because of the doctor part. She's so embarrassed right now. Um, totally going to probably embarrass her throughout this whole thing. And I'm asking her forgiveness now because I just want to give her respect and her give her props because... She's super cool, has lots of education, and is a mom, and I'm just so happy to have her on. Um, And so, Katrina, why don't you introduce yourself? And do people, people call you Trina, right? Yeah, I go by Trina. Okay, so why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and the things that you're doing. Go for it. Well, right now, um, my name's Trina. And uh, mainly right now, I stay home with my kids. I have three boys. Um, one's in kindergarten, and two others are still at home with me. So you have Owen, who's six, Max, who's four, and Sawyer, who's two, and you have one on the way. Due in June. And it's a boy, Fourth right? boy. Wow, that's incredible. That's really fun, though. It'll be exciting. You are the ultimate boy mom. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Pretty good. I was kind of nervous about a girl. I would have been yeah. excited, but I was nervous, too. So yeah. 
That'll be fine. Four boys. And like, they're going to eventually someday get married. And then you'll have four daughters. But boys are so fun. And Hopefully like, then I have a girl that I can jam in the car with. Yeah. Girls sing differently to songs in the car than boys. What? How do your boys sing in the car? I don't know. Girls just belt out songs like Adele, right? Yeah. You can't do so that with a boy. Do they do that at all? Do they ever sing? Or do they just listen? Oh, no. They They're sing. sing. Yeah. But it's more like screaming? Or is it more like... They do like some classic rock. But so yeah, they just do don't belt out in the car right now? Just your normal pop hits right now. They really yeah. like some bad songs like Slow Hands. It's embarrassing. Awesome. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's not embarrassing. My kids are really into the Greatest Showman soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the movie? I haven't. It's pretty good. I think you would like it. But um, like my son like tries to do all the moves from the musical in the car, and I'm like, "Did you like what? Stop! Like, get your seatbelt on." <laughs> But yeah, we like to listen to music in the car too. Most of mine are still buckled in the five point harnesses. Oh, the there's five no point. getting out and dancing. You have small children. <laughs> I do. I have ginormous children. <laughs> the biggest songs at home are Perfect and Despacito. Those are the ones they like on repeat. Yeah, yeah, we like to date jam in our kitchen, turn that music out, clean the kitchen. That's fun. So you have three boys, one on the way, and a husband, David. Mm-hmm. Yep, Dave. I have a doctorate in physical therapy. Okay. Swore I would never stay home as a mom. Just wasn't in my personality. Wasn't in my build. But those, like, those kids just change you. Like, the second you hold it in your hand. Yeah, as soon as I had Owen, I was like, oh, no, I only have four months maternity leave, which is really long. But even day one, I was like, I don't know if that's enough. I know. I didn't And, like, the second you figure it out, like, it changes the next day. You're like, oh, man, this is going good for two days. Yeah. (laughs) They're not sleeping or they are. Yeah. We've had our ups and downs, and I definitely question it a lot if I should go back. It's been brought up many times. Yeah. But for many reasons, I'm still home. Okay. That's great. And your kids, our kids need us. I think we underestimate that sometimes. Like, they need their parents. And I think. You know, like even when they're or older elementary and junior high and high school, like, I mean, I still need my mom sometimes. And I'm not afraid to say it. OK, <laughs> I need my mom sometimes. Yeah, um, I do. Yep. Yes. So you're also a member here at the Crack Center. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about that. OK. So how long have you been a member? You're, you have a family, sure. whole family, whole family, family, maybe three years, three years. Okay. I don't know, lose track of time. So almost like fifty percent of the days we've been open, you've been here. Oh, really? Yeah, I think okay. it's eight. I feel embarrassed that I don't really know the answer. I think it's been seven years, almost eight, and maybe okay. eight coming up in November. So seven. Um, and you have you actually are an instructor. Yep. So yep. one tell of us the a little instructors bit about that. What do you? One of the instructors here roped me into a uh, teaching classes as well. Just started calling me out in class that I should teach. Basically, the fitness which manager is that Shelly. Shelly, yeah. So then, amazing. Tony was still the fitness manager at the time. He was walking by, and she was like, "Don't you think that Trina should teach?" And Tony was like, "I'd hire her." My I've husband, heard that she's like the ultimate encourager. She's like, really she encouraging. Just, mm-hmm. That's cool. Very we enthusiastic. Like to hear that our instructors are like that. Yeah, excited about what they're doing. So what do you te- so what are you teaching? Right now, just spin Monday mornings at 5.45 a.m. Whoa. That's the only class I have on my own. Otherwise, I fill in here and there on the weekends yeah. or for instructors that are out. 
That's are you, enough. Are you enjoying it? Are yeah, it? I do. I actually you like those like 5 a.m.ers. I like them because I don't have to bring my kids and they're still sleeping when I get home. So oh, I can have nice. a shower and a little coffee before they so wake like up. It pushes you to get your morning started. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, and spin, like, have you taken spin for a while? Has that been a thing that you've been involved in? No, only since I started coming to the crack and cycle strength is just a 10 o'clock class. So it was the time that was easy for me to get here when all three of them were really little. And so that was the class that was open and needed an, needed an instructor. Okay. So there I am. And I actually really like it. Yeah. It's been fun. It's a good group of people in the morning. Do you have the same, a lot of the same, like the same people every? Yep. Definitely. Okay. So it's once a, which class? It's once a week, right? I just do the Mondays. Okay. It's Monday and Wednesday, but Patrick teaches okay. Wednesdays. So is that like become a little community in itself? Yeah, I think it already was. I already walked into it when they, yeah. everybody knew each other. But now um, they set up the bikes in the morning, and I'm really short. But one of the guys always pulls out the tallest bike. Seriously, the seat <laughs> comes up almost to my shoulder. It's so high. He does it every week without and then fail. You have to like adjust it. <laughs> Everyone laughs or they turn my bike the wrong way or. So definitely relationship building is happening in that class. Yeah. I love that. That's great. And I heard that those like those spin classes get a little goofy sometimes. I don't. Is it a spin thing? Is that? I don't know. I wouldn't know. So I have only taken one spin class in my life and I just. Sounds like you need to come find out. I know. You know, Tony, when he was here, was always pushing me to do kickboxing, which I think that he just caught on to the fact that I needed like. To like let go of stress and get like that out. It's a good way to do it. Yeah. I just, it will kicking in. Like, do you guys kick, do you take a kickback boxing class here? Have you ever done that? No, I've taken Tony's a couple times, but Fridays aren't the best days for me. Maybe I should start with a swim class. Monday morning, let's do it. Yeah, Monday morning. Like that, like like 5 a.m. is like one thing. And then when you add the Monday part, I get like, oh my gosh, Monday morning. But maybe it will be an uplifting moment in my life where I, like, am prepared for Monday. I'll make it uplifting for you. Come I'm sure join. Will. I'm sure you will. Okay. I'll play so, your favorite song if you tell me what it is. All right. Okay, I'll write you a playlist. Will you create a playlist for me? Sure. Just, if you pick good songs. Oh, uh, the is coming. And <laughs> this is the song. These are the songs. This is a playlist. We can go with it. All right. I'll, I'll think about it. You can keep pushing me every time you see me. I need to be pushed in life. You're going to be there. Well, I will actually come now that I've decided I have to. You have to. I have to get back in March on the podcast and be like, so I went to Katrina's. Yep. Monday morning, 5 a.m. class. And it was amazing. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. That's right. All right. So now that it's out there, I got to do it. Um, so physical, you're a mom, a wife, physical therapist, and you are here at the crack. Okay. So we're talking about the crack. So... You also have done AYSO. Yep. And we put our sons in it. Yep. So I think we have some similar stories about our kids playing <laughs> AYSO soccer here at the Crag. Do you want to tell us a little bit about, uh, was it Owen that played? Owen and Max have okay. played. Owen's done two seasons. Max All right. just one. So do they like it? Owen likes it more. Okay. I think Max was just young for yeah. it. But uh, Max refused to play at all. He just... <laughs> Cried on the field. I love the story. Or sat so on much. the sidelines on my lap if I gave in because he was crying on the field too much. Oh my gosh. And my I husband just... was the coach and my son never played. I feel like AYSO should have like these testimonies of the crazy things that our kids do during soccer. So the first time my kids played, they loved it and they both played and they just like were out there just enjoying it. And my but my daughter would 
in order to get the ball, she would run up to the kids and scream. And like be like <laughs> and like wave her arms in front of them and they would all just stop. Like, what is happening? And they would just stop and she would get the ball and run with it. It was like her best. She should keep doing that actually, because it was working. Yeah, that's pretty it was smart. like the best thing ever. And um we had some friends come and they're just like, this is the most entertaining thing ever. And then the, there was another kid on the other team when my friends were here. And um, like the kid would just put his hands in his shirt and like sit in the middle of the field and put then put his head in his shirt. And like, <laughs> oh, was like then there's turtle. Annie just like, Bleh! and then I don't, it was the funniest experience. But this last season, my son decided that he hated um, the shin guards. Oh, no. And so, like, he would just, he would, like, secretly put them on and then take them off and hide them, like, around the field. <laughs> That's really smart. And then I would, like, he would be out there playing, and I would be like, where are the shin guards? And I would be, like, searching all over the field for them. So, yeah. They were, like, one day I just told Josh, I was like, I'm going to throw you over my shoulder and we're leaving. Like, we're going to the car. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, all these people, like, I, like, in, you know, I was, I'm on the AYSO board, so, like, I've been, like, trying to, like, help and do things. And poor Bram, he's just like, just just to hear your kid. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. I can't do it all. I quit coming just, because I didn't want to watch Max cry on I, the field and I was sick of him sitting on my lap. <laughs> when you, isn't that so, like, we pay all this money for our kids to have these experiences and they're like, I don't want this experience. I'm just going to sit here next to you. I think we're really selling the ASO. Yeah. Honestly, though, let's <laughs> let's talk about how great of a program it really is. And if anything, you get entertained by what other people's kids are doing. That's true. And Owen loves it. He's not had yeah. troubles, actually. My kids do love it, too. They just do crazy things while they do it. <laughs> and I, they are really trying to just make me, like, nutty. Like, just I'm just like, this is bananas and we're never doing it again. And every year, there we are. Should we sign up for the whole year? Yes. Let's get the discount. Sign up for the whole year. Yes. (laughs) Worth it. But um, AYSO, so we've actually decided in our family that our kids are going to play soccer until they literally hate it. (laughs) Or maybe they'll love it just to keep them like running and active. And so um, AYSO encourages our kids so much. I just like the coaches are great. And now that we've like made fun of our kids and laughed about that, um, like they do the celebration tunnel. That's my favorite part. Is it not the coolest thing? That's so really fun. those of you who don't know, um, at the end of every game, all the parents run out into the field. Like, and we just like kind of greet our kids, but we make this tunnel with our hands and all the players all together, both teams run through and we just like scream and cheer them on and just, it's so fun. And then they get their snack, which is my son Joshua's favorite part of the whole thing. Like, yeah. He probably sense. has already found the parent who's bringing the snack, asked him what the snack is, and um, let them know if he believes it was a good choice or not. That's awesome. <laughs> he gives his opinion. <laughs> like, next time you should probably think about fruit punch instead of grape juice. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a great program, and kids are just super fun and crazy. And I love it. I'm glad your kids are part of it. Yeah. I don't think we've been on the same team. No, we haven't yet. Maybe that'll come up. All right. So you also are part of the Croc Ambassadors, right? My husband is. Okay. Yeah. I I guess I know. I don't know what I'm talking about. But he is. And is he? It's kind of a new thing. Yeah. And we're just trying to get a lot of members involved. And I have a T-shirt if that makes it official that I'm on it. But I've never gone to any of the meetings. You're on it. We're just going to say you're on it. 
<laughs> That's really funny. But um, our Croc ambassadors are meant to kind of go back out into the Croc Center and like have knowledge about what's happening a little bit behind the scenes and also help us push the mission, which is sharing the love of Jesus through life-changing experiences, which um, like that's what we're trying to do here at the crack. And one thing that we are really trying to push is that church can be anywhere. Like it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be on a Sunday morning in our chapel. It could be in the pool. It can be in a fitness class. Agreed. And um, that's like a huge part of like the vision that uh, Bill and I see for the crack. Like if, if we have ambassadors who are members and if we have all like our entire crack team, which I think that our members are part of our team here, mm-hmm. um, like what kind of life changing experiences can truly happen when church can be in the pool and in the gym and out on the AYSO field <laughs> when things are going bonkers and your kids are just like, you're just done. You're just like, this is out of control and I don't even know what to do right now. Um, but all of us parents are like, we get it. Like, I feel like we're like the hunger games, like salute, like moms need to just like walk around, like just being like, we get it. Don't say anymore. Um, my lights just automatically turn off sometimes. Mood lighting in the office. The lights just automatically turned off in here. So it's fun. You know, you and I Um, took a class together for a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. We took the, what is it actually called? Heavy Lifters Club. Heavy Lifters Club. I love Mm -hmm. that class. Me too. It was really fun. I have, it's a hard time for me during the week, like the actual time of the class. But um, Heavy Lifters is a group of women who get together and learn new lifting moves. Is that the right word? Kind of focuses on one lift. Yeah. So what were we doing? Were we doing deadlift? The deadlift. I love the deadlift. Who was the champion? You were. I wasn't there that week. (laughs) It was fun. I forgot about that. Did you guys actually weigh in and everything? Yeah. Yeah. That's really Amy keeps it pretty official. She's got a whole equation. So it's age and weight and how much you lift and Yeah. And Ronnie was there helping out. He got really into it too. Yeah, he he was a great. Yeah, he really came and helped a lot for that. That was cool to have both of them kind of in there helping yeah. us. Yeah, good job. I wasn't. I Thanks. never officially congratulated you, so I'd like to take a moment and congratulate you for being so awesome. Thanks. And that's actually a big deal. Like, I mean, we I take think it's six I'm weeks. Short. <laughs> I mean, I because I'm short. <laughs> you're little. You're little. Yep. Size wins. <laughs> Size matters um yeah but amy is like super passionate about what she does and Mm -hmm. she actually was my first i don't know if you knew this she was my second podcast guest no i didn't know that yeah because she was one of the people i first connected with here at the crack and i started training with her Mm -hmm. she was my personal trainer and um like there's no better match for me than her i know that's so funny but like she's just like you can do better and i'm sick of it and i'm just like you're right and i need someone to just yell at me yeah and I can basically argue my way out of most situations. I don't know if you know this about me. I do not. <laughs> We're new friends. I keep right. telling you you're my friend, hoping it'll make, <laughs> I'll make it happen. Um, but uh, yeah, it's real. She's awesome and she pushes me. And she pushes. I Did you feel like it was a, like. Yeah. Did you feel stronger after that six weeks? My form was a lot better. It took I me just, three or four weeks, honestly, out of that six weeks to get the form right. And then all of a sudden I could shoot up yeah. my weight. But until then, my weights were really light because I couldn't get the form perfect. Yeah, I remember that. Like at week three or four, you were finally like, oh, I get it. Like mm-hmm. something just clicked, which clicked. is cool. Yeah, it was nice to have so much help. Yeah. And it's a smaller class, which I am all about that. 
Mm-hmm. I need a lot of one-on-one attention. Yeah. A great like, group I need of people. Help. It was great. I really love that little community. Um, speaking of community, so um when people hear, I don't know if you know this, but when people hear like talk about real like being, I don't know, what is the word I'm trying to think of? Being super invested in community and just doing community well. Like you and your family are like, just we think of your family all the time about that. And we actually talk about it in leadership. Like, how do we keep duplicating this family? Like how? And um, so when we think of community, we think of you guys. And I like, we, we just love how your family is living in the Elder Heights area. Mm-hmm. and um, how you guys are really missional and how you live your lives. So, like, do you want to talk a little bit about what that looks like in your family? Well, thank you, by the way. I take that as a compliment. We, yeah. um, My husband and I moved to Oregon before we had kids, after I graduated, um, just for fun and adventure. Mm-hmm. Kind of threw a dart at the map and ended yeah. out in Portland. And um, said we'd never move home. Also said I'd never be a stay-at-home mom, right? Yeah. So stay-at-home mom. I get it. Moved home. Yep. Here we are. And um, we decided wherever we were, we were going to be um, intentional, intentional about yeah. building community. So we moved into Alger Heights when Max was five days old. So Owen was 20 months. Wow. And we just sat in our front yard and we said hi to everybody that walked by got their names. And as they walked away, we honestly plugged them into our phones so we could remember. So we like described the house or described what they looked like Mm -hmm. and then wrote down their names so we could remember it. So we've always um, set out to build community wherever we ended up, which happened to be here. And then um, we started going to a neighborhood church, the branch. Mm -hmm. And there we were also um, just encouraged to think about building God's kingdom right where we are. Kind of like what you were talking about. Church can be anywhere. They're kind of thinking the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. God's kingdom is right here, right where you are. And if you're going to bring God's kingdom here, what can you do to make it more like it should be? And so we ask ourselves that question and then we hear an answer and we kind of follow it. So that's kind of what we've been doing. And then your church also does, they're not small groups necessarily. Yeah. They're, they're small groups in the sense that they're, you can correct me, but my understanding is that they're, they're you call them missional communities. Mm-hmm. And a lot of small groups are focused inward, and yet right. yours is focused outward, correct? Partially. We like to think of it kind of as a triangle with an up, in, and an out. Okay. So there's a spiritual component up to God, an inward component where you kind of build relationships with yeah. each other, but then also the outward component. Usually when you think of small groups, they're usually just more up and in. Yeah. So ours, we want to add an out. And ours was just trying to build God's kingdom in our neighborhood with our neighbors that live right on our street or like right next to us. Immediate neighbors is what we were looking at. I'm totally making notes of this right now. I love this. So you guys started one of these in your home. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's been maybe two and a half years now. Not quite. Yeah, we meet on Wednesday nights and we do dinner, always food. Um, so cool. That's a great way to bring the people. Yep. Always yep. provide food. And we just say bring whatever. Like yeah. if you're going to feed your family leftovers, bring your leftovers and share. Oh, and we just cool. figure as long as you bring enough to feed your family, we put it all together. There's yeah, enough food yeah. for everybody. And there's never not been enough food. Yeah. So even with babies being born and stuff, you know, you get a free pass right. for a while. And that's we cool. just live life, especially in the winter when you don't run into your neighbors as much, yeah. just because everyone runs into their house. 
So those who are in your missional community mm-hmm. are your neighbors. Yep. Yeah. So they live like within like a couple streets, couple or, like one maybe two blocks. Okay. Awesome. Yep. And this same group of people have mm-hmm. decided to. You can always correct me <laughs> that you guys want to make your school in your community, Brookside, a community school again, right? Not everybody from the missional community, okay. but even if they didn't send their kids there, they've been a huge support for okay. us to send our kids there. But yes, a lot of people in our missional community yeah. um, have chosen to send their kids to Brookside too. And again, that kind of came from just thinking if this were God's kingdom, what would our neighborhood look like? Yeah. And in our minds, that school wouldn't be a neglected, ignored school, but it'd be beautiful and it'd be flourishing. So that's that's what we're attempting to do. And there's just so much good stuff there. Like, I love this, like, like bringing God's kingdom to right where you are at and, um, that is so like biblically based of loving your neighbor so well. And I'm sure like, I could only imagine how your neighbor, like they probably are so excited to have you in their neighborhood and just to be able to have, like get to know each other. There's so many times where in my neighborhood, because everyone's kids are going to different schools. Like, you know, when I grew up, I knew everybody on my block because once you became school age, you were all going to the school down the street. You were all walking to school together right. and everyone was out in the morning and the winter was a little bit harder. But like and you played with the kids that you went to school with. And like when in the we were all just together all the time, yeah, like running from backyard to backyard and pers- next everybody was at each other's houses all the time. And um, that has kind of changed with school of choice. Yeah. Which has so many great things. It and does. then it does. Um, because you have the choice. Yeah. Like where, what is going to fit my kid's personality? What type of school? And then also like there's so many opportunities of specialty schools that offer, if your child's, there's an environmental school here in Grand Rapids. Yep. And so if your child is really invested in that, you can really take what sparks them and put them into a school that yep. they can really invest in that for a while. So great things, but with that comes the kids are being bused from all over mm-hmm. the greater Grand Rapids area to go to schools that are far from their homes. So you, so I, not just you guys, but I think that a lot of people are focusing on how do we make the community Brookside a community school again, a neighborhood mm-hmm. school. So you guys walk to school, right? You guys are close. Yeah, it's less than a quarter mile. That's yep. pretty cool. And so... Owen and Max and Sawyer will grow up and baby to be that's coming. That's right. Well, they'll grow up walking to school and being with their pals. And that's pretty cool. And you spend a lot of time at the school. Um, Yeah, I try to. My mom comes on Tuesdays and stays with my younger two mm-hmm. so that I can spend at least half the day at Brookside okay. helping out in the classroom or I kind of wander around the school asking yeah. if anyone needs my help. And there's so many needs within every school, like right. so many kids who are just, they're all at a little bit different level of reading levels and whatever, just trying to, yeah. and teachers are under resource, like they don't have the resources that they always need and, or yeah. just another hand. That's one of the things too about Brookside right now. Most of the kids are bused in because a lot of the neighborhood students um, choose to do school of choice elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So they don't have the close families that can kind of pop over and help for an yeah. hour. It takes more, whether they need a bus or a second car yeah. or more child watch. And then they have to come from further. 
So there's just more obstacles to get in the way, which leads to less um, parent involvement. Right. Not that there's none, just less. Yeah. And anybody that has a kid in school knows that parent involvement is yeah. huge. And we do, I do school of choice. My kids are at the Grand Rapids Montessori School. Mm-hmm. And it is like, I will just, there's so much to the truth of like, my school is farther. So like, I can't just pop over for an hour because the commute takes a while. Mm-hmm. And there were so many great things for our family about that where we're where we decided to go and now that like we're doing it we're like man maybe that was the good choice for then and now we're just wondering what what it would look like to be closer to home Mm -hmm. and how can we help a school in our neighborhood yeah so there's a lot of truth to that like people want to help but there's so many things around why they can't or what they can do yeah and the same thing with my kids school there is help but there could be more i think if it was more of a neighborhood school for sure. So something that uh, you said, which you can, this, these are, you said it and I put it in my words of what I heard. So um, we were talking last week and you said every child deserves an education, no matter what school they attend, every kindergartner or insert any grade should have the same quality of education as a child at another school. And what that doesn't happen, it is a justice issue. Yeah. So can you speak a little bit more about like where that has come from or what you think about that? I kind of think that goes back to me thinking about if God's kingdom were here right now, like there would there could still be school of choice, but the public schools wouldn't be 80 percent poverty level. Right. Like they would still be equal, Mm -hmm. just different experiences. One kid does better at Montessori. One kid's really into the environment. There are options. Right. Right. That makes sense to me. But I would like the education and the resources to be equal. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get started at early education on the same level, you're never going to catch up later in life to be equal. So it just feels like it starts there. And the injustice of having to work hard to catch up. Yeah. Like that is an injustice of like we're setting our kids up to feel differently. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if they if they're now in high school and they weren't able to start their education and had a good opportunity and it wasn't a good fit or whatever the, whatever, or the resources were lacking. Now they're in high school and they have dreams and ambitions and yet they're playing the catch up game. Yeah. Which is the worst. It's just not a good place to be. Right. And the self-esteem goes down and like, yeah, our kids are just, there's so many things that come into that. Um, And so that's one of the things that you, in your family are trying to work towards like how can we help give every child at this school a good education mm-hmm. like and if you're in it for your kids into the school right yeah but you're also in it for this school like yeah. whatever whoever makes up that school mm-hmm. you're in it for them mm-hmm. and you're tra- and they're your neighbors and so you're trying to bring god's kingdom into that school too exactly yep that is really amazing and so some of your missional community attends brookside some don't but you guys are still on a like what is your mission mission is still the neighborhood bringing god's kingdom to our neighborhood so that Um, looks different at different times whenever there's opportunities yeah yeah whether we just got to know sometimes we challenge each other to get to know a neighbor we don't know we throw neighborhood parties in the summer Mm -hmm. you know even our friends that don't send their students to um brookside they are very encouraging and helping us yeah. that do so. I mean, there are other ways to be involved right. than just sending your kids mm-hmm. to Brookside. So I would say in a way Brookside is is part of our mission, but because it's part of our neighborhood too. Yeah. So the overall mission is is finding 
is pushing the kingdom of God through your neighborhood. And Brookside is a piece of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are so many other things like your neighborhood parties and just sitting in the front yard yeah. and meeting people and remembering who they are. So when you see them walk by again, mm-hmm. you know, yep. I love that. That's some really great stuff. So um, what are some other things you guys are doing? And you said the parties mm-hmm. that they're, like when you guys come together, do you guys do like a study? Like a we haven't. We try to keep it community? light. We've been trying to do um, small spiritual disciplines that would include our children. Yeah, but we had so many kids, and I forget the count. Like you know, when we started, they were all like four and under. Now yeah. they're like six and under is our oldest. So it's a lot of kids in a small space. But we've tried to do simple prayers or simple drawings or simple scriptures. I have to be honest, we're not very consistent with that. Yeah. Um, That's okay. Like, I think the community aspect is the point, right? So, like, being together and doing life together. Yeah. And showing up for one another. And I think when we all feel supported as, like, a missional community, Mm -hmm. we are more likely to go out and show support to others. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, I think that's just part of it, too. That's great. Um, And so, does the branch... Do they, or do they facilitate these missional communities? Mm. Or is it kind of like a separate, is it separate? I mean, so we learned about missional communities through the branch. We went through a type of training not to become missional community leaders, but yeah. just um, a spiritual discipline type study. Yeah. Um, but then one of the outcomes and things talked about was starting a missional community, and that sounded right to Dave and I. So that's yeah. kind of where that got started. So there is another okay. missional community with its own mission from the branch that meets okay. uh, Madison. Um, but, can you tell us a little bit? Because they all look a little different, right? Like yeah. Your mission is the neighborhood, and can you tell us what their mission is? Theirs? They've been doing a lot with the refugees population in Grand okay. Rapids. So um, setting up houses when they come in, inviting families to dinner because they're refugees and right. don't know anybody. Maybe spending some time in their house with them um, just because they know no one else, right? Mm-hmm. Finding them services, that kind of stuff. Okay. So yep. they can, you have the opportunity to really pray about it and decide what is our mission? What are mm-hmm. we, what is our purpose? What are our goals? Yep. And how do we want to bring God's kingdom? Exactly. Yep. Awesome. So I think that you guys just bring that kind of with you into the crack center. Like, I don't, like, I'm sure it's intentional, but I also think that just like the type of people you guys are and it's become who you are, like Mm -hmm. bringing the kingdom no matter where you go. And like I hear, I mean, we already talked about your spin class and just, um, I work directly with our child watch staff and like they just know your kids and you know them and they know you and a lot of um, like employees love that. They love connecting with members. They love connecting um, and knowing your kids is like a huge thing for them. Like I'm sure like they when I'm in child watch, we have all windows, of course. And so (laughs) they like see you guys coming like that. Like you, there's a lot of other members and they're like, oh, here comes so-and-so let's check get them already checked in and and so yeah. they feel your love and your support and so like i just people my kids have fun down there That's yeah a big thing. we just got some new games oh, um, yeah? my daughter Aston has been um really uh loving amazon lately <laughs> she's <laughs> nice. like we need to get this for child watch and then so they just got uh 
Sleeping Queens and a game called a card game called Wig Out. Wow, so especially oh, and if he's ever in there, come spring break. Yeah, and Max is your four year old, right? Yeah, so he's probably he's, he's old enough he's to do there. some of that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, so hopefully we'll have some. I'm glad they have fun in there. They do because it is. It really is like a small family, like within the Croc Center. Like yeah, they know your kids. They know their needs. They try to meet them and they like, they know I, the other day was in there and I was just kind of doing something in the back room and, uh, they saw a parent coming with their child and they knew who they were and they're like, Hey, make sure you grab such and such stuffed animal so that I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like, uh, you know, their names, yeah. you know, what their child, that their child is going to be upset when they get left. And so here you are like in within seconds trying to figure out what to do, yeah. you know, their favorite an- stuffed animal that's in there. I love it. I That's love it. It's a good place. And I just am glad that there's a little bit of heaven happening in Child <laughs> yeah. Watch. Sometimes I go in there, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's 10 babies crying. But like, other t- like, and that's just, you know, that's the beauty of the beast. Like, you have 10 babies, one of them is bound to be crying. Exactly. And sometimes all of them. <laughs> but um, they really do love. Child Watch loves, loves you guys, and they love your kids a lot. They're a good group of workers. <sighs> Thank you. We We enjoy them and love them. So, um, you said you're never going to be a stay-at-home mom and that you're always going to be working and that you were never going to live in your hometown. Yep. And here you are. And I'm just like, that's a testimony of like what God does in our lives. And I feel like all my nevers have turned out to be true. Like I said, I was never going to be a Salvation Army officer. And here I am, a Salvation (laughs) Army officer. Eat your words. Oh my gosh. Like, right? Like, God's like, hey, you think you're never? Well, guess what? You're always like, and forever. This is your life. Um, but how often does that happen? All like, obedience does not always equal necessarily our, our wants. Mm-hmm. But how often does God say, like, the thing that you said you never were going to do is actually really going to become your dream mm-hmm. and fulfilling? Like, so many things that you wanted to do. So super interesting to see how God works like that. <laughs> like when you can look back a little bit in your history and in your past and say, oh, that was a hard time, but I, I see why that happened. And I love mm-hmm. like God has really been faithful and redeemed so much of my life. So I'm glad you're a stay-at-home mom because you get to be here. <laughs> I know. To like drop your kids in trial <laughs> and do a podcast. You get to like just Take a class with me on Fridays. And I think it's really cool. And being a stay-at-home mom is like the hardest job in the world. It's and a good break to come here. It's hard <laughs> Drop work. off my kids for a little bit. It's hard work. Being a mom is hard work. Yeah. And so like don't ever underestimate that being a mom is the greatest job and the hardest job you could ever have. Right. And you're totally winning at it. Just <laughs> so you know, you're you're winning. You're doing a great job. Hanging in there. Um and so the three questions that I always ask, and I know you said you didn't have a couple answers, so can I can I ask can I ask them? You can ask them. Who is the most influential person in your life? I don't know. I don't have an, like a solid answer for it. Not to say no one's been influential, because <laughs> that wouldn't be true either, right? Um, I mean, I'd have to put out there my mom. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, she worked hard to raise us. Um, my parents divorced when I was really young. 
So I was raised yeah. by a single mother. So oh. she worked super hard and gave me lots of opportunities in life and loved us really well. So great way so to that's start pretty off, right? Yeah. To see your mom working yeah. hard, making ends meet. And-, and then my husband's been super helpful. I mean, influential, helpful. He's like, if I have one word for him, he is supportive. His love is supportive. Like through grad school was really like, right. Grad school's hard. And I was yeah. sick of school and he was great through it. And then I worked for a few years and then I decided I'm staying home. What? Right. And he was <laughs> like, okay. Right. Like Let's didn't make miss it a beat. Yeah. Yep. Went right along with it. That's yeah. incredible. He's encouraging on our adventures. Maybe next between... time he should be on the podcast with us. Yeah. He's, he's a good That'd guy. Be awesome. Yep. He's um, encouraged us through so many things, you know, backpacking and rock climbing and moving and traveling and always there to adventure and help. So that's cool. That's great. Um, so your husband and your mom. Yeah. I mean, they're like probably been the people who have been involved and know you the best. Exactly. That's cool. Those are great answers. Those are great answers. (laughs) So what would your dream job be besides your current job? Like, this is like, you can dream it big. Like when I was a kid, I wanted to be a rock star. Like I didn't personally want to be a rock star. Oh, I was like, it could be that. that. It could be that. I was hoping that was true. It's not true. No, no. You, did you want to be a rock star? Um, no, actually, it wasn't true. Oh, okay. I wanted to like abandon all things and move across the country, like across mm-hmm. the world, and live by myself. Yep. And except for the by yourself, be part. in the Middle East. That's me. And taking pictures. So when I was that was my big dream. Nice. <laughs> when I was really young, I always wanted to be the next Jane Goodall. She's the scientist oh, that studied yes. chimpanzees. <gasps> and doesn't Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> love her? I don't know. I don't have cable, so I don't watch much Ellen. Really odd that I just said that, but I'm going to own it. Yeah. I don't actually watch Ellen because she's, I think she's like in the middle of the day. I should clarify. I don't watch Ellen. I just watch Ellen too. Like I don't like on sitting on my couch every day, watching, watching Ellen eating popcorn. Hey, when you're a stay at home (laughs) mom, you can do that sort of thing. You just have to have cable. You have to have cable. I think now my dream. Can you Ellen too for me? Sure, I've Do never it. done that. Let's, let's see. You have to like her little clips. I haven't, but I, I can. She's so funny. Oh, she is funny. Yes, just like her. Okay, that was a total bunny trail. Back to you. Back to you. I think my dream job would still involve travel. I don't know where I'd be, but I think I would get paid to bring people on little excursions, whatever they were. That would be awesome. With plenty of still free time to explore on my own. I would totally pay some you type to take of me on an tour guide ish thing. Cool. And you're you're a stay at home mom, so you'd have like a kid in, in like in front of you in a pouch and in back yeah. of you and one holding your hand. I see it. Oh, Let's yeah. make this happen. I can totally see it. Um so this actually is a good question for you then. This is like the fun bonus question. Sometimes I don't have time for this one, but I I love it. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Who would you take with you? So on my dream list has been to backpack the Swiss Alps oh. with my husband. So would you bring your kids? Um, Not at this age. Maybe when they're older. When they're older, certainly. Yeah. But backpack. maybe we can make this happen in a few years. So that would be yeah. Sam's kids. Just my husband and I backpacking yeah. the Swiss Alps. Actually, that seems a little sweeter. Just mm-hmm. you and your husband. Yeah. I love that idea. Wow. I have lots of dreams to backpack too. Yeah? Yeah. Backpacking through Europe is a dream of mine too. Mm-hmm. Just like, Bill's not, 
Bill's not on board yet. Keep he likes his it. hotels. He Hostels really... are just as nice. See, that's right? what I was trying to tell him. There are lots of beautiful ones. Hostels are fine. Mm-hmm. He, like, I think he had, like, a lot of people. So it's probably not just him, but have it in their head that you're, like, sharing beds with, like, random people. Not all of them, no. Like, it would be fine. I mean, there was a time once me and two of my friends, we shared a full, maybe a queen-size bed for the night. That was the hardest night, maybe. Yeah, and then you got up Can't and really fit over. three that we, you know, in a bed like that, but... You can't really fit three in a full-size bed. Yeah, it doesn't work well. <laughs> but, you know, in a pinch. So you were just laying there wide awake, hating every moment of it. Yeah. yeah. But morning comes. Yeah. Joy comes in the morning. There you go. Scripture. And you're in someplace beautiful. <laughs> and then you can just start tra- traveling again to the next thing. Yeah. I think that we're probably going to try to bring our kids when, like, they graduate high school. We're going to be like, all right, guys. Since you're leaving us, we might as well make it do it with a big, huge celebration. Sounds awesome. Yeah. So maybe the four of us should backpack. I'm really pushing this friendship, if you haven't noticed. Yeah, let's do it. I like adventuring, so let's do it. Well, I am so thankful. I know you were a little apprehensive about coming on the podcast, just a little. And then I made you take pictures for an article. But I am unannounced. Unannounced. Well, if I would have told you that, then it would have been like, I don't know. I'm sick. (laughs) I have a headache today. Today from the podcast. (laughs) I've been like, okay, we'll postpone tomorrow, okay? (laughs) Um, But uh, you and your family are um, a big part of the Croc Center. I mean, as are many members. Like we can't like do what we do here without having supportive members who are willing to like just show up and help us at things and. You guys come to like, you guys come to our Wednesday nights in July, right? Is that where I first met you? No, we haven't actually been. We usually do our missional community then. Okay. So now you're going to have to missional community your way over. And we've talked about it. So far, kids have just been young and it felt overwhelming. Yeah, you but just had a lot of kids under I need the line of, <laughs> I want to get in that line for the slip and slide. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. relationships need to experience going down the slip and slide together. That's true. Like how many people, we have rules and I forget the rules. So I'm not allowed to be at the top of this, the hill anymore. Cause I'm like, Oh, five kids can totally go in one tube. It's not safe. <laughs> oh, exactly. Cause kill, kids fly off and they get hurt. And then there okay. I am standing at the top of the hill waving. <laughs> well, all the lifeguards come and like rescue these kids. Um, no, that, that did not actually happen. I forget that this gets published. It <laughs> gets put out into the world. No, I don't do those things because I know that I will break the rules. But um, you guys should totally come over and walk over, do the slip and slide a couple times and go back to your dinner. Yeah. You could bring your dinner, too. That's true. You can bring sure. your dinner. I think we're just going to do hot dogs all summer for the new baby coming. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> hot dogs right. Again. And it's at your house, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe they could come do your laundry for you. No, they just ride bikes all the I mean, and they're my direct neighbors, too. So, oh, I mean, right. we kind of so just share just, front yards yeah. and across the I street. I love this. Yeah. And they're yeah, turning our wanna, street into a I cul-de-sac this summer. That's the best thing ever. I know that street, and it should be a cul-de-sac. Yeah. It's a little nutty trying to. It's going to be amazing. It's like, a, it's like three ways you could go right there, right? Or is it it's only- a five inter- yeah five way yeah. intersection right there yeah it's crazy well the light just let there be light the light just popped yeah. back on so thanks I really appreciate what you do here and I'm glad you're a part of our team Croc our crew here 
and that uh, you guys are just so invested. And um, so listeners, if you are a member and you are thinking about becoming a member, who knows? I don't know who listens, um, but this is Trina, someone you want to connect with and hear about uh, her experience here at the Croc. And you should probably sign your kids up for your kids are taking gymnastics, swim lessons, and they've done AYSO. And you teach a class here and you work out here. Yep. So like, and your kids go and try, like you have had the full experience. And so. Got to uh, use that membership for all it's worth. Yeah. All it's worth. <laughs> all it's worth. Did you come to Santa breakfast? Uh, yeah, we did do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw you. That was really fun. Just making sure because I thought you were here on Wednesdays and you weren't. No, we haven't made it. Yeah. Did you like Santa breakfast this year? Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Was yep, weren't my... the activities so fun? They were really Did cute. you make the reindeer food? Yep. Yep. And ornament. And the ornaments were on the trees. Yep. Oh, good. Good, good. See, we are bringing a piece of the Crocs on there to your home even. That's right. I love it. Well, thanks again. Thanks and for having me. I'm going to have you back on. This is not, <laughs> I'm going to push this. You're going to be a regular around here. So thanks. 